marketing etc takes you into topics and trends in business with a marketing view lens. Join your host Tokbe Ayedu, a multicultural and multi-industry marketing and business leader as he dives into his vast and diverse network to go into conversation with thought leaders and experts in business and marketing. Listen to Marketing Etc. on your favorite podcast platform and watch on YouTube. It was the management guru, Peter Drucker, who said marketing encompasses the entire business. It is the whole business seen from the point of view of its final result, that is, from the customer's point of view. This is the philosophy I subscribe to. Today on Marketing Etc. Sports sponsorship is not a charity. It is indeed a serious business. In this second installment of my conversation with Emekanya Dike on the future of sports sponsorship, we examine the place of building in consumption generating activities into sponsorship assets to aid accountability and prove financial contribution. We also discuss the need for strategic fit between a property and a brand and how that can help build a business case. Come along with us. Yeah, well, you, you know, um, yeah, quite quite agree with you uh, in terms of, uh, you know, when we talk about the, the media exposure value, which is more like a, a media equivalent, media exposure equivalent. I want to put it that way, you know. Um, yes, I, I believe that marketeers generally can prove that. Uh, but the challenge we always have with uh, with our finance people and our CEOs is, you know, still need you still need to show you still need to show that look, this is the financial contribution of justify. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I'm on the and I'm 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 on the side of the CFO. I mean, the first the first thing is that you've got to understand, you know, how the CFO is thinking, how the CEO is thinking as well. You know, um, you can talk uh, how you invest now, and it pays over time. Definitely, you can you can say that. But I think you know definitely you know m- more marketers need to be moving towards what I call you know consumption generating activities within every sponsorship asset that you have. You need to create an occasion for the customers to experience the product, not just the f- good feel f- side of your brand, but product experience as well. You need to create that. If you are if you are in the business of uh, uh, food and drinks, for example, you know how do you ensure that you know when whenever you 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 are investing in sponsorship, you are getting that you know those uh, assets to deliver a consumption experience for your for your for your users. You're talking about what's happening now more with uh, esports and and what have you. I mean, you you think of it. I I play the fever you know the esports stuff a lot you know, and you can imagine how. They connect passion point, and I see a lot of brands that get involved in that. But they connect passion point, but they're also making money by you know 
the different level of difficulties or that you need to attain the kind of players you need to invest in so there's a way they are making money through this and there's a way you know brands are coming into that conversation as well when it's happening so yeah i i yeah i mean i'm saying the ceos and cfos can be overboard sometimes particularly when there is pressure but marketers also we need to do ourselves uh, more good by you know connecting not just the top of funnel uh, KPIs that says oh we're going to reach x we're going to have this level of awareness we're going to you know do all that it needs to show how it also flow down to the bottom of the funnel where we talk about conversion where we talk about actual sale you know I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples you know and, and I, you know I, what I'm what I'm wanting to find this for is it's my journey and how much I, you know I've I've been there was a year I was I was uh, brand ambassador and I was with with um with Heineken on the UEFA Champions League and we had to go around Nigeria to do um to do activations and uh, I mean long and short of it is we're talking football UEFA Champions League and all that but you know you could see at the end of the day when you have we had a dome where we had over a thousand people yeah. in there and they were all they were all buying Heineken yeah. and drinking drinking um um you know from from there and then you have this narrow way if you're dealing with with um with a sportswear brand for instance you yeah. typically with the sportswear brand when you, you go in as a sponsor you it means that everything the, the team's team needs you provide for them for free your idea then is to be able to reach out to their to their fan base and then it's easy for you to for, for you to to look the md or the ceo cfo to, in, the, in the face to say um just by following this this team we're able to sell, sell or increase our, our sales of absolutely of, of, of sportswear. Um, what, what has happened now is is yes, there's going to be that that balance um, between uh, not just the brand but also the property in terms of strategic fit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you don't have um, suddenly a brand that sells um, tamp tampons or what do you call it? What what is the general name for it again? Uh, for women, yeah, are uh, going to sponsor a male soccer team. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, <laughs> yes, and and you know I've done projects with with um, with Indomie sponsoring the the women's basketball team for 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 Nigeria or the Super Falcons. Um, you know some of these activations, and you know one one really exciting one that we did uh, years ago was was with Nokia, um, um, the street soccer activation across Nigeria, which which was. Uh, we kind of aligned with when when they achieved sales of one billion phones in, and, yeah. they, and they hit the, the one billion mark in Nigeria yeah. and that, that year. But part of part of the, the whole thing there is is um, from a brand perspective, there's got to be that that strategic fit, which what the brand what the property is, because what happens the, the era where you can decide to sponsor a particular property just because you know someone who's who's there yeah. that era is gone <laughs> um and and also from you know from my experience um in sponsorship sales i, I always will spend time with the with the property just uh, you know be it a federation a club or or league um or even athletes i will always sit with them and and try and get them to align um their thoughts yeah. in terms of if we're going to bring this brand on board, you need to understand this is what the brand 
the brand's core values are. This is what their entire, because you know what most of them don't get is, is that at the beginning of, of every year, the brand has has a roadmap yeah. and they have specific targets in terms of what, what, what they need to do. So what happens is that um, typically you have the, the, the properties, just the, either them or their agents, they write letters to the brand, come and sponsor me. Sometimes there is no, there's no, you can't find, can't find the, 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 the mix. Um, what I learned um, during the course of my uh, sports MBA uh, program with the Euroleague Institute in, in Europe was that they had a sponsorship um, from Turkish Airlines. And some of the campaigns that they ran um, were so, so unique that it was more about destination than about the sports. Yeah. It was more about destination, even though they used uh, sporting icons. And so uh, along the line, I, I kind of followed some of the trends that they did. And, you know, I was really amazed at their ability to use Kobe Bryant and Lionel Messi um, as as a touch point for for driving home their, their, their whole idea of trying to get to certain destinations. Okay. So, yeah. uh, uh, so from a, from a brand point of view, um, involvement with with sports properties have, have, have you know will change tremendously because it will now be about um, yes you want us to give you one million dollars or ten million dollars or whatever yeah. is, the, is the sum but um, on the basis of that how do we then align our goals using what what is your your biggest asset which is sometimes their, their, their followership. And that's something that we've been working on, you know, in Africa to try and create, create um, you know, proper measurements of who's who's following which club, which team, uh, what kind of yeah. fan base they have and how they can reach some of those things. So there has to be this, there has to be this change, both sides of the of the coin from from side of property and from the side of the the, the brand. Otherwise, it's, it's going to become more and more difficult for brands to to achieve um, those goals. And then you will have this scenario where where you can't justify um, actually selling because if, if you don't align that, then it's not possible for you to to actually uh, decide that you know your phone is a much better phone than some of the phones because it's a big scenario where you are a phone brand. You're you're selling. You're you're getting involved with a, a brand where. Um, most of their their core fan base uh, will probably use a, a more cheaper uh, a more cheaper phone, whereas your your core your core um, your goal for this year is to try and sell uh, more sophisticated smartphones. But you're going to sponsor a, a team that that did, that does not have um, <laughs> a, a fan base within that LSM. Yeah, yeah. But but you know it's interesting. You you. Um um, you touched on on uh, the beat about even as a sponsorship property owner, uh, what you need to do, which is where I was going, actually. Uh, uh, we talked about the pressure on marketeers uh, to justify not just measurability, but also financial contribution, how that will improve, right? But on this, also on the part of the sponsorship property owner, you know, uh, I feel that there is something missing massively. 
I have not seen many property owners being able to do a business case for a marketeer to help, you know, they, they in, in advertising, you know, we said the advertising agency is an extension of the marketing department. Uh, sponsorship property owner are also an extension of the marketing department. You know, they need to be helping. I believe they need to be helping marketeers when it comes to making a case you know for for involvement and their asset and i i i take your example back in 2006 you know when we met physically for the first time and you walked into into our offices and yeah, that was the days of your deportivo van dyke Thank you. you 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 had some you know basketball properties then and you know what you said that's that stuck with me you know since that time was Look, I know, I know quite a lot of people have been coming to you. We just rebranded then, uh, MTS, First Wireless. We just rebranded. Yeah. We're, you know, there's a lot of noise and goodwill around us, where, you know, and all of that. And you said, yeah, a lot of people have been coming around you guys, I know, but I didn't think that was the right time to engage. And, you know, yeah, not that we eventually, we didn't, we didn't do those activities. I think we did some other little things with it, but... That statement about understanding when a brand should be engaged, you know, means something. It means to me that as a property owner, you are willing to help the marketing person make a sound business case. When I say business case, I'm not talking about justifying on awareness and media exposure value, you know. It's really about what this will do to your financial statement positively as a business. So when do you think is that the right time for a brand to be engaged? What, what's your philosophy on that? How do you think a sponsorship property owner can help a marketeer make this sound business case? I think, you know, first, first and foremost, um, I was helped by the fact that you know I've been involved on on, on all sides of the, the equation. You know, other property. Um, you know, growing up and spending part of my early career being involved with Texaco, and Texaco was an Olympic sponsor. So they had a global, massive global sponsorship. So I had the um, opportunity to interact with the people um, who made decisions. Um, you know, what, about investing, why they invest, and also why. Why and how they want to activate, and, and I ran a couple of the the activation um, campaigns, particularly for uh, Barcelona '92 Olympics and also the uh, Atlanta '96 Olympics. And through the course of that, I then got to study some of the, the major uh, global platforms that were uh, running running some of the, the, the programs. And much later in life, I I had an encounter with Robert Plasma, who was um, very involved with setting up the IOC top top tier um, system, and also um, he was involved with the USA '94 uh, World Cup. And you know, the, the one thing that caught me in that '94 World Cup was just how many brands were involved in it. And there was there was the one brand who which was involved in it, which was a, a paint brand. Uh, I can't remember the name of the brand now, and I, I still remember. Um, years later, it was 2008, I went to the IEG sponsorship conference in Chicago and I ended up on the same table with him. 
and I and I said, you know, the one question I've always wanted to ask is is why do you have a paint brand? Because what are they trying? I mean, paint and the World Cup. How does it how does it equate? Um, the, the 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 reason that the reasoning behind it there at, at the time was that um, you had they, they needed um, a, a telco partner, and they went they went enough a lot of telcos involved at the time, and so you had you had um, AT and T, yeah. and AT and T was a case of you got to pay the, the service, and and so you know long and short of it, without going into too much detail, but we were able to get get a brand to to provide. Uh, products which eventually got eventually kind of became um, the need for for the for the telcos, but it gave them so much exposure, which helped their 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 business. Uh, why I give that example is it's almost you know, from my experience, especially across Africa, dealing with brands. Sometimes there's almost not a clear cut, um, almost not a clear cut um, need. For them to get involved with certain sponsorships, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes you know they know someone or the chairman of the company or someone somewhere knows someone who's who's involved with the property and like okay, call the marketing guy, say you know uh, why don't you support them, and then and then there's there's the the big issue of trying to find how to make this work. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and that for me is is something that. You know, if I if I, if I look back to, to my early days of getting involved in, in sponsorship, it was always for me a case of, you know, where where is that that alignment? And that's to, yeah. To get there to get there, you have to do your research. Yeah, you have to find out. And and I'll tell you, funny enough, um, you know, we got very famous for our ability to deliver sponsorship. But yeah, I think we sold more sponsorship for kickoff. And we did with even other sports properties yeah. because when we started the magazine, it was a case of how do you get certain brands to advertise with you? That's, um, you know, we, we, my experience with Kickoff actually um, gave me even a much bigger platform to, to test some of, the, some of the early thinking that I had about why brands put, put money in them. In some instances, I just went to them, look, I've got a football magazine. Um, Back then, we had, a, we had the advantage of being probably one of two, along with Ovation, that were 100% call-up. So the question was always, um, for me, it wasn't about advertising. You know, so people who were in the industry always used to wonder why we had so many, we seem to have so many ads, but it wasn't about the ads. For us, it was about, it was about sitting down with the brand and saying, what do you want to achieve and who do you want to reach and how best do you want to yeah. do it? And even though we were a, Football magazine. We were more of a lifestyle, yeah. lifestyle platform. Yeah. So we were able to to then attract even brands that dealt with women. So we had we had soap. We had one time one of my my sponsors or uh, advertising partners said there was more car the magazine than anywhere else because uh, we had a milk brand and the inside front front page and on the back page and actually we we we, we had. Um, Luna Milk on the back cover, and that 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 was um, a, a brand that wasn't so well known. But we helped them become so so well known. Yeah. And then we had Cowbell on the inside, and suddenly we had um, we had to we had to sell um, Wamco Pig Milk. We had to sell them a proposition that was not about advertising. 
Um, so we have to be able to create, um, you know, engagement platforms where, where they'll be able to get, get in there. So for, for us, um, it's always a case of being able to look at the brand, what the size of their market is, look at also, where if you have a brand, for instance, that's entire business is only in Lagos, you know, and you're trying to sell them to pay you for something that they have to do around around the country. Sometimes, you know, um, you know, my brain works in a way where when I talk, I remember something else. So I remember us doing doing a, a campaign with one of the beer brands. I wouldn't mention the, the name, and we had a we had a campaign that eventually, uh, when they started running that campaign, they didn't take into cognizance the size of their production, and then ran the campaign for a few months yeah. and they were out like totally, totally out. So we call it we call that catastrophic success exactly. <laughs> you were totally out so you know you've got to um and, and sometimes it's not about how much money you want to put into the yeah but this is where some people miss it so a brand with a low budget you cannot put all your budget into one one particular it's almost like betting on one particular platform and not and not going all the way so um so we had this scenario where we, we we ran the campaign and it was about you know buy the products um take the cover and put it into what into the, the an, an envelope and submit it yeah. and you know nobody thought about the, the possibility that when you're doing something that has to do with football the chances are that people football fans they're, they're the craziest people in, in the world because the football fan can afford to buy you know not not sure of eating the next meal the next day, but it's prepared to buy a shirt for Arsenal or Chelsea for hundred pounds. So they'll buy it. They'll buy it and they'll submit it because they want to win. They want to win that shirt. They want to win a prize. They want to win a, a flight to to a game, um, a ticket to go somewhere. So, uh, so you have those kind of, of scenarios. Then you have scenarios where where the brand, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's not very clear in terms of what they want to do and then something shows up and then the idea is like okay if i don't take this now my competitor might might jump into into the equation and this is something that we got with with luna because the question for them was simply you know we're not putting our money in so many places now we've got this platform that's that looks exciting let's get on board and they got on board and before before within three months we had three four brands saying to us, we want that page, that back page, we want it, and we pay any amount, yeah. amount of yeah. money. Uh, and, and and then the, the question then at the end of the day is, is um, it's, it's, it's a scenario where uh, not too many people operate the way we, we do, because for us, it's we never want to be in a scenario where we lead a brand to a point where they've realized that they've lost They've wasted a lot, a lot of money and they have not achieved achieved their their goals. So um, to align this to the to the last to the last two questions, um, what we find is that there is there is a, a dearth of of knowledge in the property in the side of sports properties in terms in terms of who gets who gets to position as as federation presidents league league who are running leagues people who are running clubs especially in africa so you find that um elsewhere around the world 
all in all of my experience in Europe, South America, North America, Asia, there's been a paradigm shift, not just with the properties, but also with the with the brands. They are bringing in more and more um, people with sports management, sports marketing background, not not practical, you know, with the education because there's there's now you know so so many programs being run, bachelor programs. Uh, MBAs, marketing programs, all kinds of certification programs running around everywhere where case studies have yep. become becoming more and more part of the, the mix. So you get to a point where, you know, you're, you're a marketing guy, either you, either you have that knowledge acquired somehow or you have someone within your team who has that, that, that bit, who is now able to, um, to, to marry um, what's what the actual dynamics of of the industry in terms of pa- passion and and the the reality yes um, of, the, of the markets can align with what what needs to be done. So it's not a case of you know you deciding that okay um, I've decided that I want to get involved in sponsoring sports, yep. but then the question is like what do I do? And then the next property that that turns up, you just give them. Give them money. What happens, especially in Africa, is eighty to ninety percent of them only have one thing at the, at the bottom of their mind, which is, "Here's my letter. Here's my proposal. I need one million dollars. I need five hundred thousand thousand dollars. I've converted to any currency. I need ten million. Um, but it's it, all it says is, is give me the money. Yeah, I'm going to spend the money on, on this. It doesn't say anything about." about what is going to be offered to you. And then the question at the end of the day is, is what you need um, as as a brand then becomes lost in, in transmission because you find out that you give them the money, then you suddenly have to spend sometimes 10 times the, the amount of money for you, for you to achieve your own goals. Yeah, you know, for yeah but, but, but then, but then that is that that's always going to happen in any in any case. Uh, one thing is to is to is to pay a fee a sponsorship fee the other thing is to also activate the activation also costs you money but i think what we're saying well, here I, I agree i agree but the point i'm making is that is that you know for every sponsorship you know give and take if you spend a dollar you yeah. you're, you're more likely to spend two dollars yes you know yes. at least two dollars to be able to activate but it is worse than that because this first of all sometimes all of what you're paying for there isn't there isn't a framework on which your two dollar can can deliver absolutely you. I, I get you yeah. because they, they don't have the they don't have the the platform you, you you're you're dealing with systems where for instance they can decide that today um they, they're supposed to start start their their league or start their competition <laughs> or even the event in june it doesn't happen until until december because deep down inside them, they already knew that they were not ready for for June, even with the money that you give to, you give to them. Because the structure, you know, the structure that it doesn't have have the the, the platform for, for 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 you to for you to build and say, here's my plan. I've as a brand, I've I've, I've built X amount of products which I want to send into the market at this point in time, and then suddenly you know there's no leave. Now, if you take the pandemic into into perspective, 
Um, what then happens is you find that in Europe, Premier League, for instance, they could have cancelled the league, but why? Because they, they have um, commitments to broadcasters, to sponsors, and all of those people that there are there are um, there are consequences. Mm. There's a price to pay, which at the end of the day might cost them so much more. So they would rather go all along with, along with it. Here, some of those things are not are not in place, and that's why for us sometimes when we go and deal with 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 a brand, we always want to be to be on the on the right path to say. If you want to do this this thing, this is this is when it can happen. It's a wrap on this edition of Marketing Etc. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube to be notified of new editions as they come on.